Welcome to the podcast, Enjoy Your Stay. I'm Holly Giles, a super host on Airbnb. Here is where I'll share my heart for hospitality as a short-term rental owner, along with how I started an Airbnb from scratch. Listen in each week as I tackle creative ways to turn a profit in our small town and turn my Southern Florida charm into guest-pleasing stays. Let's get started. Welcome to episode six, how to furnish your short-term rental part two. What we learned from being a guest. Yes, today I'm gonna share four experiences with you, three of my own and one of a friend on being a guest in a short-term rental or Airbnb that gave us clues and tips on how we should do our own, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm going to start first with my friend, Shannon, who stayed in a place, I believe it was in North Carolina. They enjoy the mountains, husband and son does mountain biking along with my son. They rented a place that was on some property, had beautiful pictures. It was sort of cabin-ish, but a two-story place. Her mother was joining them for this trip. They spent all day driving from Florida, heading up to this place. They get there late at night, and when they get to the front door, there's a row of shoes outside the front door. You know how, you know, if you live on a farm, maybe something like that. And you go up to the front door, and everybody takes their shoes off. Well, there was already a row of shoes at the front door. And she had this thought, am I at the wrong place? I'm not sure. Do we have the right address? And we look, yes, it's the right place. We have the code. We can get in. But why are there a row of shoes outside the front door? Then they go inside. And it looked like someone was living there. They go and they put their stuff down. And the closets are full of clothes. The drawers are full of people's things. They go to the kitchen, the refrigerator is full of food, the cabinets are full, and there's no room for their things. They're going to stay for seven days. And then the cleanliness. The kitchen was very, very dirty, very dirty. There was uh, baby bottles and then there was, you know, stains and, and food and the refrigerator was really dirty and the counters were sticky and... It really was an unpleasant first impression on this home they were going to stay in for seven days. It was late at night. They didn't know what else to do. They literally were out in the middle of nowhere. It's not like they could just drive down the road and go stay at Motel 6. It wasn't anything like that. So they decided they would just go to bed and get up and maybe things would look a little bit different in the morning. And they did that, but they she felt like they were staying in someone else's home that they literally just packed a bag and left so that they could come in and stay for a week the next day her and her mom spent three hours cleaning the kitchen they had planned to fix all their meals at this place because they were out in the middle of nowhere they were going to enjoy sitting on the porch and looking at the view and enjoying the land that's why they booked the place for a little relaxation and uh, enjoyment and quiet but they spent three hours cleaning the kitchen just to get it to where they didn't have that ugh feeling. 
And of course, you know, her husband was like, look, let's just go somewhere else. She's like, but there isn't because there's there's seasons, right, in different areas, especially in that North Carolina area. If you're a mountain biker, there's seasons. And I mean, that place is packed. We've been there before. I'll share that experience where it's, you know, if you get a place to stay, you're lucky. Plus, there was four of them. Uh, they needed at least three bedrooms and there, there just really wasn't an option. So they decided to stay and make the best of it. And really, it was, you know, the kitchen was the, the worst part for them. And there was so much stuff in the refrigerator. They didn't have room for their own food to cook meals for the seven days. And that, you know, Shannon said, I don't know, maybe, maybe there were signs or why couldn't they just tell us that this was their home? Because literally that's what we feel like is they just packed a bag and left so they we could stay here for a week. And it, it didn't leave a good taste in her mouth. It made her really leery because they do like to rent places because that's what they you know most of us do we have families it's so much easier to rent a house to stay in and that really kind of put her off and she was worried now am I what am I looking at online are these pictures really truthful and and she just wasn't sure about the whole thing now when I look at those pictures now that I have a little experience (laughs) I could tell there was just something just a little bit off but I might not have figured it out. But here's the deal. If you're going to share your home, and a lot of people do do this, especially in a destination, they literally live in the house and will pack their bags and leave so that families can rent their home for a week or a weekend or whatever it is if they're in a popular area. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I think you really should disclose that on your listing so that people are aware. Because my friend, they did. They felt out of sorts. They didn't quite feel comfortable because they literally felt like they were staying in someone else's home and they were going to show up at any minute. And that's just a little sidebar of her story. There was a whole lot more involved in that. And, And they didn't leave. They stayed. And it turned out okay. But she was kind of off put about that. And I would too. Is that she had no idea that that was someone's actual home that they lived in. A lot of people do do this. So when you're furnishing or sharing your space, you need your own areas that you can lock off. You need to have room for your guest. You need to have space for them to have their things. You really should not have things in the refrigerator. No, don't do it. Don't put your own stuff in the refrigerator. Don't put, you know breast milk in the bottles in the fridge because that's what was in there you know that's just not not cool keeping in mind when you're furnishing those types of things depending on how your str is going to work are you living there is it your vacation home put your personal items away have locked closets if you have a garage have a a locked cabinet where you can keep things in there don't off put your guests Number one, that will get you a bad review, which stinks. And it's really hard when you're new to come back from bad reviews from the beginning. So that was my first experience to share with you as someone who was sharing their home, who left all their personal belongings and how the guest felt. They didn't feel good and they felt the place was not clean And so their first couple nights was not enjoyable because they were cleaning so that they could feel comfortable in there. That, back to our mantra, clean and comfortable. (laughs) 
My second experience to share with you is a place that I stayed in Brevard, North Carolina, and that's actually the place where I had my original dream that I shared with you in my introductory episode. I was with my sister-in-law, my nephew, and my son. We had taken the boys up there to go mountain biking. We were uh, staying in two places. We were gone for a week. We first stayed in Brevard, North Carolina, and then we moved down to Helen, Georgia, and I'll save that for another story. So this place, right off the bat, you could tell it was a brand new short-term rental. And I think it was a guy. Because sometimes guys aren't very intuitive on what you need. (laughs) That was my impression was that it was a guy. Cute place. It was a split level. And now that I've stayed in other places in that area, I realize that's very common. So you have, you know, they, they are mountain on the mountainside. So you go up, you know, windy road and you pull off into the drive and either they have a small backyard or it drops off completely because you're basically on the mountainside and that's what this one did it really didn't have much of a yard it had deck on that first level which really kind of goes out because the bottom the bottom section you know was open I, I would call that an open basement that's what I would call it maybe they call it something else in the Carolinas or in those those kind of states. So you walk in the first level. The first level had two bedrooms. There were four of us. So we had one bedroom that had a, a full-size bed. The other bedroom had bunk beds. Then you had to go down a windy staircase to the bottom level, which had a bedroom and an efficient, it was like an efficiency down there. So I think his idea was that he could rent them independently or all as one unit, which is what we did. But the staircase, it was one of those spiral staircases. So literally what it looks like is that you cut a hole in the floor to access that bottom level because you could access it by stairs going down to the outside and a door down there. And I've seen this in another rental that we stayed at. So they literally cut a hole in the floor and stuck down a spiral staircase although this one was done well another story I'll share with you later was not but this one was done well but you wouldn't want small children they they literally would fall to the bottom floor and so he had a gate there that he could lock so you could rent the top alone or you could rent the bottom and if you just rented the top then he locked the little gate but you could still kind of see down there if you weren't renting it or if somebody else that you didn't know was down there. So that was a little bit odd. But anyway, cute place. It wasn't big. We didn't need big. There was just four of us. We were going to be gone during the day. Had a nice deck. You could sit out there and see the mountain view, which, man, I love that mountain view every morning with my cup of coffee and ponder the dreams I was having every night about short-term rentals. (laughs) So number one in this place is... He had a couch, one couch and a coffee table. And then he had two, I don't know what you call these types of chairs. They, they were they were sort of leather, swivel, not really recliners, but they they were like Ottomans. They were small. St- there's a st- like a Scandinavian style. There was two. They had Ottomans and they faced the back deck. And it wasn't a huge deck. It was just like one of those strip decks, but it was plenty of room. And it faced the view. Technically, you did. You had enough seating 
for four people. We had enough seating for four people, but we couldn't all sit together. Does that make sense? It was one room, but you couldn't really sit together because of the placement of the furniture. But that really wasn't a big deal because we were just there, you know, in the mornings and the evenings to cook meals. And we didn't really, we didn't really watch TV there. And then it had a kitchen. The kitchen was small. That was no big deal. It was, had kind of a little open bar to the seating area you could see outside. No big deal. I don't need a big kitchen when I'm traveling. I just need to be able to cook. We, we go there, we put our stuff down, we figure everybody's staying. My sister-in-law is going to stay down on the second level. Boys are in the bunk bed and I'm in that room with the full-size bed. The full-size bed actually had an ensuite, which was nice, and then there was a hall bathroom. So what we we looked around, what do we need? We got to go to the grocery store, we're going to buy food because we're going to cook our meals. This was really right before the world the world was like shutting down in portions. And we knew it was following us. We wanted to get this trip in. We knew we should plan on cooking our meals restaurants were shutting down different different things we didn't know how you know much we could access food and we're still in a rural type of area there so we're making a plan what are what do we need to buy well there wasn't any soap there wasn't dish soap and there wasn't hand soap and my sister-in-law's a nurse and she's real conscious you know and we're we're in a heading toward a pandemic episode here so there wasn't any soap like hand soap in the bathroom and there wasn't any dish soap so we're making our list of what we got to buy besides the food and then there was one roll of toilet paper in the bathroom and I hadn't really thought about that but I was like listen I'm a woman in my 50s I've had two kids you know I I need a bathroom here and there and maybe quite frequently (laughs) because my bladder is a little tiny after gigantic human beings have been sitting on it anyway all right we need to get toilet paper And then we look, you know, in the kitchen. Well, there's just, there's this one little roll of paper towels. Okay, let's let's write down paper towels. Well, let's let's look around. Do we, you know, what do we have? What do we have? What do we have? We're increasing this list of things that we need to buy. We're going to stay there for three, it was three or four nights, I can't remember, of what we need besides the food that we're going to buy. Go to the store. We buy all the stuff. And I remember thinking, man, this, you know, that was kind of well, extra money I wasn't planning on because they didn't have these things. And it wasn't like I was irritated about it. I was just making a mental note about it, really, because I didn't, I've stayed, we've stayed in lots of different ones. And when we travel, I'm like a pack rat and I, I bring everything with us when we travel as a big group family, because I tend to do a lot of the meals. And so I, I really bring a lot of stuff with me. I didn't do that this time because we're just sort of free for all on it because there's only four of us on this trip, which is very unusual. And I didn't bring that kind of stuff. So I was making a mental note on, wow, we had to buy that extra. That was that. You know, we just kind of noticed it was very sparse, very sparse. I'm, I've decided, uh, you know, my sister-in-law, we share cooking, but I went to cook the first night and we, I was going to cook potatoes or whatever we were cooking. And there's one pan in the kitchen and it's a small one. It's like maybe a three quart. I can't even fit the four potatoes in the pot. And I thought, are you serious? So you have a house, you have a kitchen, you can sleep up to six people, I believe, in this place. And you have one pot for cooking. 
wow, this is ridiculous. And I got really annoyed by that. <laughs> and I was thought, oh yeah, this is a guy. He's outfitted this place and he has no idea. He's not doesn't cook or I don't I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm trying to manage meals for four nights for four people with one little pot. Now I, we did have a skillet, but it was small. It was a small skillet. So the morning I made eggs, I think I had to do that in two batches. And then there wasn't containers like to store stuff in the fridge. I'm really huge on that. I keep tons of stuff in mind for that. Is okay, well, we had extra. We can, you know, you know, the last night when you're staying in a place, you just kind of do a free for all on the food and all the different things that are left, and everybody just kind of eats whatever. It was hard to find. We were kind of making do with cups and bowls and whatever. And there wasn't disposable things like saran wrap or tinfoil or something like that. There wasn't those kinds of things. So we just sort of made do with what we had. And I did bring, I had brought some snacks and things. So I did actually have a couple of Ziploc bags that I could steal from things I brought from other things. So that's what we did. We made do with what we had, but I was just making these mental notes on how annoying that was. It wasn't just two of us going out to eat at night. We literally had to cook our meals there because there wasn't a lot of places open. So using that kitchen was very difficult. And it it wasn't utensil wise, there wasn't a lot of things to use. There was just a couple of glasses. So we did have to do dishes after every meal so that we had enough for us to have for the next meal. I do remember that. So it was all these little things, just little things that you realize it was very sparse. It was nice. It was comfortable. It was clean. It was just sparse on things that we needed. And so I just sort of tucked those mental things away about when I have my own short-term rental, what it is I needed that I didn't have and what would make a guest stay a little bit more pleasant, especially during unknown times. We were in a really weird time in that trip where things were basically shutting down as we're driving north away from Florida and we were thinking, oh my word, are we going to get back? (laughs) But we had a, a great time and a good experience. So that, that was an okay experience. It wasn't bad. It wasn't fantastic. I totally enjoyed the view and sitting out on the deck. So that was experience number two in Brevard, North Carolina, actually in the same kind of area where my friend had her experience with the lived-in home. Our next experience I'm going to share with you was in Helen, Georgia. Cute little town I'd been in before. That was on the same trip with my sister-in-law, my nephew, and my son. Next, we were going to head home. We were going to stop in Helen, Georgia and stay in a cabin in the cute little town of Helen, which I've been to before, but had been eons. We were going to go tubing the little rapids tubing there which is popular because this was in June of 2020 we were going to go tubing maybe see if we could uh, hike a little bit find some trails to explore and another place maybe the the boys could go mountain biking there were some places there we were going to visit so we go to this cute cabin it's different you know when you go to different states people live differently houses are built differently and you have to keep that in mind when you travel we did notice the same kind of thing you know i've been to the north carolina area a couple times now and realized how those houses built on the side of the mountain is just different like literally you just gotta pop your car in there if there's a driveway for you to park in 
and sometimes it's just sheared off there isn't a yard where I you know I come from Florida I live on a a half acre on a lake and you know it's just different you have to realize that when you're traveling so we go down this tiny little dirt road we make a turn we make a turn beautiful house here on the left you go up just a little bit and then zip off to the left to the little cabin now I wasn't quite sure that this cabin maybe didn't belong to the big house down there down in the valley that we passed you could see it clearly it was it was still private but you could totally see it and they had this dog that came out and ran around every day and you go up and you pull in cute cabin had a little babbling brook you could walk to and it was just set enough in the trees where you really felt secluded but literally you just keep going up that road and there's a house behind you there and a house behind you there but you really can't see it so it did feel nice it felt private you go in the door obviously they I would say semi-new I would say this was a semi-new short term that they had done and they had gone in and they had the laminate floors it was clean uh, it was comfortable but again they didn't have the furniture there was only four of us so we were just fine but they could sleep let's see they could sleep one two three four five six they could sleep eight people they said but they did in their living room they just have a couch one couch and one chair so that's four then it was more of an open space like maybe like an l shape and they had a picnic table style dining room table which works that works for a lot of different scenarios so that would have fit probably the number of people that you needed cute little open kitchen wasn't very big that's okay that it's not you know you don't need big and then they had a beautiful porch i am a porch girl i love porches i sit outside every single day in my backyard until it gets so hot and muggy that I can't do it beautiful porch you could hear the little babbling brook it was a covered porch it wasn't screened but it was still cool in June so it was still a little cool at night where you need a little light jacket I had a swing on the porch and some chairs beautiful beautiful little porch and then you had to go upstairs for two bedrooms and a bathroom straight up straight up these little stairs everything was clean and comfortable Uh, there were nice uh, there were towels plenty of towels for everyone comfortable bedding it wasn't old it was nice it was clean and they had space for guests so in the bedrooms they had space and it was probably an older cabin that you know they had redone painted all those kinds of things so it was clean fresh paint not cluttered but cute so they definitely had like a little bit of a farmhouse feel a little bit then you could go down to the basement and here is where they missed the mark on the basement you go down to the basement which you go down from the main floor and then there's also sliding glass doors to get outside we travel with those expensive mountain bikes I don't know if you have children that mountain bike but you might have to take out a mortgage for what these things cost and I make my son pay for his bikes there's no way I would pay that amount of money for a bicycle my bike came from Walmart anyway we can't leave them outside they got to come inside and a lot of people do that in Brevard so they, a lot of places have a setup for bicycles so you go down you open up the 
glass sliding doors and you bring your bikes into the basement. The basement is a concrete floor, but they've painted it, so it's cute. They have a pool table down there and they have a couch and a coffee table and a television. But this was a large space. Then you kind of go around the corner and there's a full bath. It's the biggest bathroom in the house and it's in the basement. But there's no beds in the basement. The couch does not pull out into a bed. There would have been room to set up a bed, but there was was not. Where my son had to sleep was on the pull-out couch in the living room in the main floor. That was the extra bedroom that they said in their listing. That threw us off because that we weren't made aware of that in the listing that the third bedding space was a pull-out couch. We were under the assumption from the listing that it was a room. Very key. If you're sleeping extra people and it's a pull-out couch, it's an air bed or something like that, make sure you are clear in your listing where it is. Because if grandma and grandpa have to sleep in the living room, they might not be very happy. Now, when you have teenagers and kids, they can pretty much sleep anywhere. It's fine. But when you go to a place and you're expecting bedding set up and it's not, and it's in a different location or it's a different setup than you expected, it's a put off for your guests. So make sure you're very clear on where everyone's sleeping. Because if I'm picking a house, because there's nine of us that travel as a family, I know we're not finding beds for everyone and bedrooms, but everyone needs a place to sleep and I need to know where that is. And so that's how I'll choose a place. Is it a pull out in the living room? I'm fine with that if I know that in advance, but we did not. And so that really was kind of a put off and it wasn't the way it was set up. It just wasn't a great place to sleep because it was kind of in the middle of everything going on. So what he ended up doing was sleeping on the floor in the basement by the bathroom because otherwise he couldn't access a bathroom on the first floor because the bathroom was in the master on the first floor. So that was a little off-putting. Other than that, it was a cute place. They didn't have a lot of extras. They had, so if you had paper towels, they had one more roll in the cabinet. They just would have a little bit. It wasn't plentiful, it was just a little bit. And maybe that's how their cabins are. Maybe they're just weekenders. People don't come and stay there for a week at a time. I really didn't have too many complaints except for the the bedding and there was just a couple things that were listed that weren't available. And you never know what guests are coming to your place for. It might be something obscure that you don't even think is a big deal, but for them was a super big deal. And then they get there and it's not available or not working or it wasn't the way it was stated in the listing. So you need to be very clear in your listing of what's available and how comfortable that's going to be. So when you're furnishing your short-term rental and you say you're going to sleep six people, is it going to sleep six people comfortably? And be sure that you address that in your listing if it's something that's a little odd or it's a couch or it's a air mattress or something like that. Now our last experience that I'm going to share with you is a fam- all of us, nine of us went to Crystal River for a vacation and actually we did that prior, we did that in March of 2020, like right, right when stuff was starting to go on. We went to Crystal River, 
had a wonderful time. We stayed in a home that was right on the river. Beautiful. You could sit out there. Again, I sit outside. I'm an outdoor person. I love sitting outside and that's my thing. So wherever we go, I head outside. Where am I going to sit with my coffee at 6 a.m.? Where am I going? Beautiful. First thing I notice is you have this gorgeous, and they didn't have a big yard and that's okay because you're on the water. They actually had a place where you could have put your boat in at the public place and, and leave your boat. They had a place for you to dock your boat. Awesome. We did. We brought a boat with us. We go outside. It was really cumbersome to get out the back door. It was a weird, tall step down. I was with my in-laws. You know, they're in their late 70s. And, you know, stairs and stuff get difficult. Shoot, stairs can be difficult for me sometimes. But it was a weird, weird step down. And it was concrete paved, which was nice along where you uh, park your boat. And then along the edge of the water had a nice concrete area. So I'm like, all right, I'm picking my seat. What, where am I going to sit? The seating that was available right when you come out the door was a pie shaped, I'm going to call it like a love seat. Have you seen those things? I, I think it must have had other pieces at some point, but all that's left is this pie shape rounded in the back with this cushion that looks like it's been through war of some kind and I was like you know what that's okay I can put it I can put a towel down I'll make it work I'm gonna sit in it and I go and I sit in it and I bottom out my knees are to my shoulders the seat somehow it's not broken but it's just sort of given way and you you could sit on it if you wanted to but it's not very comfortable and I thought man that's a shame this is such a beautiful view like the perfect place to gather as a family outside but there's no chairs there's this broken down pie-shaped weird seat and I'm, I think I'm gonna need help getting out of it my father-in-law was laughing at me but then there were it was two or three other chairs with cushions the cushions were off to the side and they again they they had seen their day for sure and I'm sure living on a big river like that, the weather and all those kinds of things really does a number on your furniture. I I'm well aware of that. However, these really, not so sure. But we could pick those chairs up. We could take them to the little space there by the water. We could sit there and enjoy the sights. But there was three. So these owners missed the mark on seating. The reason why someone would book this property is because of its location on the water the perfect spot to enjoy your mornings, afternoons, and evenings, and there's nowhere to sit. And what is left to sit, eh, it's seen its day. So that right there made an impression on me. That made an impression on me because that really is the one reason you would want to enjoy this place is out back. There's a lot of different things that they could have done. Furnishings that have a cover that you have to take the cover off of. Maybe the cushions have to sit inside the back door. I've had to do that at my place. That's no big deal. I don't mind carrying a cushion outside to sit on. You know, it's clean. It's been out of the weather. It's not wet. And that was the other thing is the first night these were soaking wet. So we couldn't sit in them. We had to let them dry out. So let's go back into the house. There's nine of us staying in this home. And let me think back and calculate. We had two bedrooms on one side that shared a bathroom. Then on the other side of the house was another small bedroom with a bathroom and then a little 
a living area off of that bedroom and that is where I think we had to put an air mattress down there. In the living room, there was a day bed with a trundle. So we put two boys in the living room on the day bed with the trundle. The other boy, it was either, it might have been a, a pull-out couch or just the couch was for number nine. So technically there was beds for the nine of us to stay in this house. I think it said it slept 10. So there was beds for all of us. We knew where they were in advance, so that wasn't an issue for us. Then the living area, there was a four-seater couch and then a small, I think it was a small love seat. There was a love seat and then a four-seater couch. And it was leather, one of those big, giant, big leather couches. And it was had seen its day as well, because if you sat in the middle, you pretty much joined up real close with whoever you were sitting with because it kind of fell in the middle they were reclining on each end which was nice and the love seat reclined that was nice i think we could get four maybe five of us sitting and mostly the adults sat there and the kids they had to sit on the floor then there was this big cumbersome coffee table that the leg was broken on it and i want to say it was marble or something like that And we noticed it right away the first night because if that thing fell, that really would, if it fell on someone's foot, that would be really bad. So we did notice that. We kept an eye on that. That was a little bit worrisome. Uh, Big TV. We were watching the news because normally we don't watch TV too much when we're on vacation. But with everything going on, we were watching the news. So we used the TV. There was not seating in the front room that overlooked the water. Beautiful room no seats. There was the day bed that the kids were sleeping on. It really was set up as a bed. It wasn't set up that you sit on it. So there were no no seating whatsoever in the room that faced the water. Wall of windows, absolutely beautiful. There was a pool table there. That's fine. Kids love playing pool, but there you couldn't sit in there even with if they were in there and enjoy the view. To enjoy the view, you had to go outside, maybe sit in the grass unless you wanted to sit on the janky furniture. Now for the dining area, there was a bar height, four top. That's it. Bar height, four top. There's nine of us. So whoever got to the table first wins or you ate on the furniture. That I made note of because maybe you're not going to get a table for nine. And I get that. But you could have a table for six and there was room for it. But just to have a four top. And bar height at that, if you had kids, kind of, it's hard to get kids on a bar height and they fall off and all that kind of stuff. Now, we don't have little kids anymore, so that really wasn't the problem. We just didn't have seating for everyone, which was a problem. The kitchen was well equipped. People had left stuff from previous things, so there was tinfoil and there was different things. There was a Keurig and a coffee pot, and I love that because you never know what people like. I have been known to travel with my Keurig only because of the coffee whatever they were well equipped they had what we needed they had extra now when we travel as a group like that we're we're like gypsies and we bring pretty much anything and everything that we need but they had they were well supplied pots pans storage different things toaster uh, microwave different things we would have needed 
for our time there and we did spend about five nights there so their kitchen was well equipped and there was a lot of things you could tell that people had bought and left there that they had used which was fine and they left left had left it so there was extras of things that people had bought and left there for the next guest to use which is always very nice plenty of counter space in the kitchen where we could prepare meals several of us could get in there make sandwiches for the day cook our meals and then we just sort of set up buffet style again because there wasn't places for people to sit we just set up buffet style and everybody could go in there and get their plate and do whatever they wanted so that's our fourth experience i'm going to share with you today was that house that was supposed to be set up for 10 it was a great house it was a great location they just missed the mark on the key reasons why people would book that property they were right on the water they did not have seating to enjoy the outdoors which i think is key for a lot of people especially if you're going to a river house there was not seating for us to all be out there at the same time unless you're going to sit in the grass which is fine if you're young not so much if you're 80. So those are the key takeaways for that particular place. They did have extra things that you could use which was nice uh, because you were on the water. We had brought uh, our own equipment for the water but they did have some kayaks you could use. They had extras for their guests which is very nice. Did enjoy that. For me, it was missing the mark on seating for eating with a group and seating for the outdoors to enjoy the very specific reason why you would book that particular property. It was very disappointing for me. Now, we definitely would go back to that area. We probably wouldn't book that particular house for that reason unless we knew that they had updated the outside with furniture that we saw in photographs or confirmed that with the owners. That is part two of furnishing, which was really more about experiences as a guest and takeaways from visiting short-term rentals. So if you haven't done that, maybe you wanna go and be a guest and experience a place, what they have that you like and you don't like, and that gives you a basis where to start with your own. So there's lots of things we'll talk about in furnishing that we'll add in in other episodes along the way. Thanks for joining me for our experiences as a guest. And until next time, as always, enjoy your stay. Are you wondering what draws people to our sleepy little town north of Orlando? Subscribe to Enjoy Your Stay on your favorite app to find out. Tune in to hear my business tips, guest experiences, and along the way I'll showcase the wonders of Florida that make it the natural choice for your next vacation.